Hey everyone, welcome back to the Airgun Podcast for another episode. We are joined today by the wonderful Justin Welch. Uh, if you guys don't know him, you need to get to know him. Follow him on social media. He's a legendary dude. Um, super nice. You know, every once in a while you meet a person uh, virtually over the internet. Sorry, mom. Um, but uh, they're just like super cool. And you know that one day you could probably kiss him on the mouth and it wouldn't be weird. Uh, and I feel like he's one of those dudes. Um, <clears throat> he may, may not feel the same way, but he's got a great mustache. Uh, and he's just such a cool, like, kind dude. And uh, loves shooting. And you guys have probably seen him um, on the Utah Air Guns channel, whether it's on Instagram or YouTube. He's on their video where they were doing the long-range shooting. And he tagged a ground squirrel at, like, over 560 yards, I think, uh, with a 25 cal... Uh, air gun, which is just nuts. Um, but anyway, that's a sweet video that you guys should check out. But also, I just wanted to say something before we get started. So technology is awesome and amazing, except for when it doesn't work super well. Uh, then it really is the bane of everyone's existence. So uh, there's a little bit of some feedback issues in here, like a little bit of an echo. Uh, and it's nothing major, but just wanted to give you guys a heads up so you don't send in a message and be like, hey, your audio is bad. Because uh, then I will just tell you to go suck a fish, you know, uh, a live one, possibly like a, a, a trout. Um, but anyway, yeah, so there's a little bit of a, a feedback deal going on there. But this is a cool episode, and we just talk about uh, the uh, the long-range shooting, how he got into air guns, um, and uh, his uh, relationship with the uh, Utah Air Guns guys, even though he's in California. And... Um, yeah, just, uh, oh, also the hog hunt, the helicopter hog hunt. He was with them. He was with the Utah Air Guns guys for that. So it looked like a blast. But anyway, yeah, that's what we talk about. And don't send me a message about the audio being rough. Okay? Just get over it. But also, thanks for listening. Justin Welch, welcome to the Air Gun Podcast, man. Thanks, man. It's a pleasure you having me on there. Yeah, of course, dude. You're, uh, I think you're pretty well known. Maybe not the name per se, but the face. People <laughs> see your mustache, they know, dude. Um, so why don't you just give us a kind of your story and how you got into air guns and that whole thing. And then, uh, we'll just go from there and get into the sweet, uh, helicopter hog hunt that you just did with the guys from Utah Air Guns and some other YouTubers. Heck yeah, man. Well, um, I've been into firearms since I was a kid. Um, air guns actually just recently. I mean, I think my first air gun was a Beeman Falcon brake barrel in 177. And, you know, just used to run around and terrorize the neighborhood with it. But um, my big thing was actually sporting clays. My parents were really big into shooting shotguns and sporting clays and stuff. So, you know, I've been around firearms my whole life and hunting deer and stuff like that. So, um, I didn't recently, I just re I just recently got into shooting air guns. Probably it was like a year before the first RMAC. So, okay. Like what was it, maybe so 13, 14? Yeah. yeah around, somewhere there. around there. Yeah. 2000. You know, um, one of my dad's buddies showed up at our shop with a Benjamin Marauder. Mm. And at the time, 
my dad's partner used to hit golf balls out in our yard and and you know we started you know we had 25 cal marauder and we were shooting golf balls at 75 yards we thought you know holy smokes you know heck yeah get us a couple of those so we, we got a couple of those and then i don't think we've touched a shotgun since so <laughs> dang man that's pretty crazy so what do you think it was about going from firearms to air guns that was like so captivating like why why haven't you gone back to shotguns since then so i it's just the convenience of being able to shoot them you know our shop has 150 yards range you know now we have a designated range there but at the time we had 150 yards that we could just play around with and we didn't have to worry about bothering nobody and you know, and it's right at the edge of city limits. So we didn't have to worry about, you know, laws and stuff like that. You know, you can't right. go shoot a shotgun out there. So it was just the convenience of them and being able to play. And, you know, and they kind of just took, you know, one thing led to another and it just took off from there. So, right. So were you pretty surprised at like how far the technology had come? I mean, I'm sure you shot when you were a kid, like a BB gun, like a Red Rider or something. Oh, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. So I don't think who hasn't had a Red Rider, you know, it's like. Right. That's like a, a childhood, you know, pastime. So, yeah. Even uh, if your parents are like against guns, you somehow still end up with one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. They, they see them as a toy, but, um, right. Cheaper, I guess, you know, and, and cause like, especially living in California, you know, ammo just like skyrocketed and then, mm. you know, tr- trying to just get ammo was hard. And then, you know, right. the air guns run unregulated and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So it was just, it was fun. So. Yeah, so the it sounds like just the accessibility of them, for especially for where you're at, and then just the overall practicality compared to a firearm is just oh yeah they yeah, they made cool. a lot more sense to to dink around with. But so when what what air guns do you own right now? Like what are some higher end ones and some if you would consider some lower end? Like if you still have the Marauder, so that's mid range. Yeah, but. so yeah, we still have the Marauders. Um, I have an Umarex 1022 CO2 for the kids. Um, we have four impacts between me and my dad. Um, what else do I have? I have a Dreamline and two Wildcats. Nice. So, and a Texan. I got a Texan 257. So dope. Hey, do you have the uh, the AP? 17 oh the ap16 from adamant the, the adamant i did i actually recently just got rid of that to fund some scopes so i needed to we kept having to move scopes around and um right um yeah that one kind of once the compact um impact came out you know it kind of served the purpose of that so <laughs> right yeah man both are sweet guns i mean oh Yes, I and, and as soon as I sold it, like I was just like, man, if I had the adamant, I could have used it on that last little hunt, you know. Like, I was right. just like, dang it, you know. So, yeah, that's always how it goes. Yeah, but well, dude, um, what are what are some of your uh, shooting credentials? Because I know you're you're not some yellow bellied freaking chump that just is like I shoot air guns. You, right. You're you're pretty damn impressive. That's that's pretty funny that you say that because that was kind of like our joke at my the first EBR that I went to was with the Utah guys was my name's Justin and I shoot air guns like that's the little clip that we do <laughs> but um, that's awesome um no yeah so I've so let me just start from the beginning so I 
you know, we did the Marauder things, and then I bought a Wildcat. So I bought a Wildcat 25 cal, and like, holy smokes, this thing shot, you know? Mm-hmm. So me and my dad were shooting, 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 and I was just like, hey, look, you know, like, we missed EBR, and I was just like, well, Utah puts one on. Let's go to theirs next year. So so we, we planned on that. We signed up, did all this, and, and I was talking to Austin on there, and I was just like, hey, um, you know, like, what do you recommend, like, you know, well, like, do I have to sign up for pro class first? Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, and he goes, you can sign up for whatever you want, but don't cut yourself short. You know, and I was just like, well, mm-hmm. it's my first one. I'll just sign up for amateur. Mm-hmm. So I go over there and my gun had so many rounds through it that the magazine um, indexing was wore out. And I had to get that replaced. But whenever I tried to do the speed, my mag would overthrow. And it mm. would lock up. So a buddy of mine that we had been talking with, he ended up getting an impact. He told me, hey, just borrow my impact and go. So mm-hmm. whenever it came down to the competition, I borrowed his impact. And then I think I took first in three of the events. And then fourth, I got um, I got knocked out in the finals in the fourth one. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, like it was everybody kind of thought i was sandbagging but i mean it was my very first competition i didn't know what to expect you know so right yeah that's gonna be challenging for sure yeah you know like and it was just it was just crazy like i was dumbfounded whenever they started calling our names you know and i was just like holy smokes like so and that was when utah approached me they're just like dude like you should shoot for us like are you going to ebr and i was just like and he goes you want to shoot for us and i was like heck yeah man you know like what an honor you know Mm -hmm. so you know, yeah, quite... man, that's awesome. So, yeah, they're they're good dudes. The guys at Utah Guns. Oh man, super cool. Justin and Austin so, are just like hands down, like you know, true gentlemen. Like it's crazy. Yeah, they definitely are. Uh, but they know how to have a good time too. That they do. I <laughs> Austin might not show it on his face. He has a very short range of emotional communication physically (laughs) but still like the nicest guy ever yes like um but yeah dude so that leads us into a helicopter hog hunt you just did in texas oh man so why don't you tell us kind of how that all got set up and how'd you end up going with those guys and doing a legendary thing like that dude it was unreal so you know we're I've been talking with Justin and we're trying to get him back out here to California before it got too cold, you know, and the squirrels kind of mm-hmm. started kegging up. So, um, we have been talking back and forth and he's like, man, I got to I got to do this. You know, I've already got it in the books. And, you know, he's like, um, he's like, so we'll do it after that. And, and I was just like, all right. And, and he's just like, you know, and then I called him again. And I was just like, Hey, you know, some stuff came up and I was talking to him about it. And he goes, you know, he's just like, yeah, we're going to go shoot pigs out of the helicopter. I was like, oh, man, that's awesome, you know? And he goes, you want to go? And I was just like, really? And he goes, yeah, man, you want to go? And I was just like, hell yeah, I want to go. And so he's like, you just get there, man, and, and we'll we'll settle up and all that stuff. I was like, all right, cool. So I um I got – he gave me the dates. I booked my flight, and next thing you know, I'm in Dallas-Fort Worth getting picked up at the airport, and – going straight you know went and did some bow fishing and Mm -hmm. and then the next day we did the helicopter thing and i took the texan the 50 cal texan carbine up man and it was just 
you know, living the dream. You know, for me, it was just first time in a helicopter and shooting, shooting an air gun, just shooting guns, you know, with a hel- out of a helicopter is just amazing. So, right. A couple first timers the- there. So it was cool, man. This might be crossing the line, but did you have an erection during the flight? <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> okay, was, I'm I'm not the only one. Then. It was amazing. Yes, it was. You know, just you know, like I said, my first time in a helicopter. That so that had my adrenaline going there, and then just being able to mm-hmm. to kill stuff. You know, like holy smokes, it was awesome. Right. I mean, at that point, dude, with how much adrenaline is going through your body, there's no way a boner could be held back right to be fair so what how hard was that by the way i mean it's not you you don't have a full auto gun yeah so you know, it, i mean it took some getting used to you know because like you know with the ar you got you know they're just boom 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 so you just keep wanting to pull the trigger but you just got to reload you know so they're mm-hmm. the re, just the keeping the ammo coming was the hardest part was you know because you can't right. have slugs rolling around in a helicopter so mm-hmm. so that was so the, no, sorry, man. Go ahead. No, so that was like the hardest part. So yeah, but you know, once once it, once you get the lead down and stuff like that, it went pretty. Mm-hmm. It seemed to be pretty good, and especially with that fifty, man. That that fifty Texan, whatever. If it touched skin, it was going down. So that's awesome, man. I I haven't shot anything bigger than like a three fifty seven air gun. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to try something bigger, but um. Dude, that looked like so much fun. So did you meet any cool people like Mike What from his YouTube channel? He was down there, Mullet Man. Did you get to meet that dude? No, I don't think so. I think he was there the first day, I think. Mm, okay, right. And and I came in on the second day. So I flew in. So I flew mm-hmm. in at the end of the first day. Okay, so. okay. Man, so what? what was it like just being in a helicopter? You know, like, so... Was it scary? Were you like, um, what if I fall? Yeah, like, to be dead honest, like, that's what everybody thought, you know, like, whole the whole turn in 90 degrees, and, like, the pilot was really good, because half the time, we weren't even holding the guns that were in our laps, like, you know, mm-hmm. we'd be, like, 90 degrees to the ground, you know, and... That's crazy. And the guns were just staying right in our laps, just, you know, whenever he's doing quick turns and stuff like that, like, it was, he was a really good pilot, and, you know, mm-hmm. Last Shadow is phenomenal, This, you know... Yeah, as soon as I saw the video, I I looked them up and did some research and was like, all right, which bank do I rob to get the money to to go do this? (laughs) I am am the same way. Like, as soon as I touched ground, I was just like, can I go up on the next one? You know? (laughs) Yeah, that's just crazy. And I don't think anyone would have thought that this was in the future of air guns. Like, if you would have asked someone, even probably like 10 years ago, I I don't know if anyone could have predicted that they'd be capable of that kind of thing. And granted, it's not like you weren't a mile above the pigs shooting down, oh, no. which would be a sweet experiment. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, still just thinking like, oh, 50 cal air gun shooting hogs from a helicopter. I just don't think anyone would have thought of that. And it's pretty cool to see how far the technology's come. That's one of my favorite things about this industry. It's oh, like it's growing so fast. Yeah. Yeah. And when everyone's like, well, I think that's the limit. It's like, dude, they thought that 500 years ago. Yeah. And then someone decided to put reins on a horse's mouth and then they could steer the horse instead of it just 
yeah running around so, <laughs> however it wants yeah yeah so it's it's really cool to see kind of how things are playing out but what what is your favorite thing about air guns so just the convenience man it, it's you know what i mean it, it's just you grab it go you know and most of the time you know depending on what caliber you're shooting you don't have to worry about a house it's three or four hundred yards off in the back you know in the background if Mm -hmm. you're shooting you know stuff like that like if it's just it it's i guess um like what i'm trying to say to you know ease of mind you know you don't have to worry so much about what's way back there and stuff like that it's just more and it's so convenient you know shoot it in your backyard at 30 yards like hey take the kids out let's go shoot some you know spinner targets in the backyard or Mm -hmm. you know and like i said i mean i work where we have the 150 yard range and it's just my lunchtime most of the time i'm shooting you know what i mean my lunch break i'm just Mm -hmm. eat a sandwich and shoot so that sounds like the life dude oh man honestly so what what is your uh what do your kids think about them like is it do they enjoy it or you you just you make them do it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you, I'm like, no. You, you make to, you no. you're like train for train for EBR and RMAC 2030. Right. Right now. No, my oldest, yeah, she's she's getting into it. That's where I bought the you know the CO2 gun for and mm-hmm. and mainly just to teach them the you know safety. Like that was my main thing was like number one thing is safety, and then we'll bump them up to you know more powerful gun after that, but. It right. was all, and that's a really, go for yeah. It. See, it, I mean, that's like pretty much, yeah. That's what I had to say. <laughs> no, man, that's awesome, dude. Tell us about the uh, amazing long bomb when you guys were shooting in California. Um, is that your property or friends? Or... Yeah, it, it's a good friend of ours. Um, it's his property. He um, he leases mm-hmm. cattle on it and stuff like that, and and um we you know have the privilege of knowing how to weld and he that's how we kind of met was he we were welding and doing all that stuff for him and then you know we just kind of turned it into relate you know a good friendship and and it's been a good relationship ever since then and and he loves us up there man we go up there and just you know slaughter squirrels so (laughs) that's awesome dude so i think i i can't I mean, there's no way to confirm this, but as far as documentation that's out there, I think you have the longest confirmed kill, at least on a ground squirrel. Yes. With an air gun. Justin actually broke that record, and I believe him, but he said he didn't get it on camera, but I think he did 580. You know what, dude? So. Prove yeah. it. <laughs> Just kidding. No. He, he's, a, he's a trustworthy yeah. source. I, I would believe yeah, him. He was... But also... He yours is on camera. Yeah. So, man, how many shots did it take you? I don't know if it, they were all included in the video. Um, but I think it was like six or seven. I lost count. I started getting so excited that I even hit close to him the first one. So, I did. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, dude, isn't that crazy? Like, I just, I can't believe that. Yeah, it was an air. Gun. It was. I did. I was totally under equipped in optics i mean not clarity i mean those call scopes i mean they have clear glass it was just mm-hmm. you know i had a a solid you know just a mill dot reticle and no tree so it was a clean reticle right and 
and we were getting I don't know if you've seen in the first part of the video where we, we walked up to the target and the wind was kind of blowing pretty good up there. And I was getting mm -hmm. almost eight mils. I think it was eight, eight to eight and a half of wind push. So, and I was having to hold over um, 17. So I had no tree. I was, I was holding, you know, you know Kentucky windage. <laughs> and, Dude, that's, that is And I was crazy. able to walk it in. So it was... It was, I mean, it, it shocked all of us. Like me and me and Austin were just like, "Holy smokes, we can't believe this just happened," you know. So, dude, e even watching the video, I was like, "That's unbelievable!" Like, I immediately texted my brother and was like, "Dude, watch this video. This is stupid." <laughs> so, it is, man. Like me and Austin, no. like afterwards, we're looking at each other, like, "Like, did this really just happen?" Like, <laughs> so everything was perfect. We it's... were ringing steel, and because we were shooting at the steel target, mm -hmm. and then. You know, I hit it and got all excited and then I sat down. And the next thing you know, the squirrel runs across the bottom of the target and then out into that little bald spot there. And we're just like, oh, it's on. So. Dude, it was meant right? to be. The Lord was like, okay, now here's your opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Um, So what's it like? I mean, are you still into the firearms pretty heavy or have air guns kind of just Dude, taken air over? guns have, like I said, we haven't. So the firearms we have are all shotguns mainly. Like we do have you know, a couple, right. you know, two seventies and stuff for deer hunting, but um, we haven't touched a shotgun in over I want to say two years, two three years. We have not. Yeah, wow. it's air. I've just me and my dad both, man. We have fallen for air guns hard. So it's hard not to, man. Especially once you start getting into the ones that are really capable of like 560 yard <laughs> shots like it's just it's really hard to go back on it like i was not a huge firearm person to begin with not, not like i was like against them but i just it was never something i really did like i was always just playing sports and no one that i really hung out with was like into yeah. guns really a couple of my roommates were in college i mean they were super into it. they would like go hunting in the morning before class and just throw like dead ducks in the fridge. And there's like blood leaking all over my freaking oatmeal <laughs> or something in the fridge. But, um, I, I never really got huge into them, but just like you're saying, how convenient they are to use and like how accessible they are and, and how you don't, not that you shouldn't like be concerned with where you're shooting. You absolutely should like safety is still oh, yeah, the number one priority. But, like, there's a reason why you can shoot them within city limits for the most part, unless there's, like, a certain city regulation. Um, like, and it's because they're way safer. Now, I don't know if those laws are quite caught up to the technology that is in air oh, guns yeah. now. Like, you know, I, I'd never take in that theory, carbine. you could shoot yeah, a 50. I'd never take that 50 carbine right, right. in the backyard and shoot. I mean, no way. You know? No, that's just, that's not safe. I mean, if you have, like, a big chunk of property oh, yeah. or something and you've got a good shooting lane and a you know something to catch that round sure but like in a city backyard or something like where i'm at i mean technically legal but definitely yeah. not a good yeah. idea <laughs> um but anyway yeah they just are super they're the accessibility how convenient they are and the noise factor too i think is one of the biggest things i don't think people give enough credit to like how awesome it is to be able to 
snipe a squirrel and your neighbors don't even what's know what's going on what's yeah. happened yeah right and i think that's a big plus for me I, i've always like ever since i was a little kid every halloween i was like a ninja i just loved ninjas but to me i'm like why would you not want the quietest air gun that you can get yeah even while it's still capable of you know laying the smack down on pretty much any small to medium game at of course, yeah. Yards. It's not violent, you know. It's not a violent reaction when you pull the trigger. It's just, it's just, you know. That's why the scope cam footage is so good. It's not, you know, not a crazy recoil, and you know, so right. And you can watch the the round travel through the air, which is like a really yeah. cool thing. <laughs> it's it's just fun, man. Good stuff all around. So, Justin, do you have any plans? to start like do you have a, your, a youtube channel or anything or are you just a you just make cameos on certain yeah channels? pretty much like in on instagram and stuff like that but me and my old man were talking about you know since the whole quacking part was a hit on the youtube uh utah's youtube video we were going to make it you know the quacking air gunners but um no i, I mean that's yeah, a lot a lot of work on those channels like you know how joe was on here talking about it you know cyclops is like there's a lot of work that goes into making a youtube channel so dude, seriously it's it's insane and i unless you're like unbelievably proficient like in it to an insane degree you don't even use 50 percent of the footage that you oh yeah get like it's it's just crazy like I'll have like two and a half hours of like footage recorded and then I'll use like 14 yeah. seconds and I'm like, son of a gun, dude, you know, camera so it, right, it is a lot of know, work it's too blurry or it wasn't focused. Yeah. Yeah, no. right. All kinds of things. So I, I definitely have respect for the channels that do it and do it well. Yes. I mean, lo- there's lots of good channels out there. Yes. Sure. That's, it, but I mean, they're kind of what, you know, got us into the high end was, you know, Ted and, dubber and you know steve and all those reviews i mean so yeah man those are great channels and i just i really want to get ted on here and i want to get you know everyone on here but i really want to get ted on here because i think he he's an interesting character in that he's like he's not out to please anyone or like blow smoke he's just like straight up real and tells you like yeah, how it is he's, he's gonna thing. be straightforward about but it is, so yeah but he also seems like a super good dude like his latest videos you know he was talking about like not stooping to the level of like politicians and like there are so many people that add value to your life that don't agree mm-hmm. with you and vice versa so like just get over it like don't don't be a freaking tool which i think is very commendable and then he addressed a comment someone was like stop talking politics and he's like uh i didn't i said i pretty much said the opposite like yeah it's just funny but people are dumb uh yeah but anyway (laughs) um i'd love to get some people like that on here but i also love having like like you said, you don't have like a channel. Maybe you'll pursue it yeah. at some other time. But just getting 
I wouldn't, it's hard to say, I don't, because it's, it sounds kind of derogatory, like saying like you're an average Joe, like I would consider myself an average Joe person in the air gun industry. Like I'm not anything special. Like I don't have an outstanding channel or like a huge following yeah. or anything, but I like getting the perspective of people that aren't super well-known because I think it adds like a, a variable of like the audience being able to relate yeah. better. So like, what's it like just on a practical standpoint? I mean, I imagine you make decent money being a weld magician. So what's it like kind of just with your family, like you kind of having this hobby, like what does that look like from a day-to-day basis? Well, I mean, you know, I work, you know, five days a week from seven to five every day. Um, used to be a lot longer whenever I was in the oil industry. Um, mm-hmm. but that's a roller coaster. So I got out of the oil industry and just started helping my dad full time and, and, seven you know seven five just come home and luckily i get to get my shooting done on on my lunch breaks and stuff like that so i get to shoot a lot more Mm -hmm. now than whenever i worked in the oil industry and then so now whenever you know i get off work i come home to the family it's not you know then tend to the family you know hang out with the wife kids and all that stuff and right and just i mean i'm just an i'm an average joe just like you said man i just plain jane and then every once in a while i get to go do dreamy stuff with the utah guys you know so that's not a bad gig man not at all so what what is it like i mean does your wife ever raise any question about like you bought another impact or you know anything like that does she balk at the expenses ever since ohio no (laughs) Ever okay. since Ohio, no, she does not question anything anymore. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so, good. Um, that's a score. I mean, before, yeah, it was like, you know, do you really need that? And I'm just like, um, well, <laughs> do you really need this? Yeah. House? <laughs> no. You know, so, um, um, but no, yeah. I mean, she, like, if if it wasn't for her putting up with you know, me buying all this stuff to get started off with and, you know, me leaving and going to these competitions and, you know, before I, you know, started working at the shop, you know, spending weekends, you know, getting the guns ready and just, you know, testing and Mm -hmm. testing and testing. And, you know, if it wasn't for her support, I mean, none of the stuff that I've done would have happened, you know, so. Dude, same here, man. My wife is a a champ. So shout out to Heck yeah. Who, who support our expensive habits. <laughs> That's for sure. You know, I always just try and remind my wife, like, I could do cocaine instead yep. of shoot air guns. So just be yep. grateful, you I know? I could be, you know, uh, uh, what is it, a couch turd or whatever they call them, you know? So. <laughs> and want to play yeah, PS5 At all least day, you know, that she would have to work for. I mean, so. Right. Uh, my, I I think if, if you if you can provide... And if you're a father as well, and and you're, you know, providing the the love and attention to your children that you should should and that they need, then you got spare time, go shoot Heck your yeah, man. You know. Well, Justin, what is a fun fact about you that people won't know? Because you're 
like I said, you're kind of a mysterious character because you don't have your own channel. I mean, I follow you on Instagram, but like you, I'd say you shoot with the best, but you just do your thing. You're like, dude, this is what I do. This is my life. And you're not like one of us chodes who's trying to make the whole air gun thing like our life and be known for that kind of thing. <laughs> so I, I am though. I mean, uh, like, you know, my wife, you know, she's, she actually just told me the other day, she's like, are you ever going to get new shirts? And I'm, you know, cause I wear a Utah air gun shirt, like everywhere we go. <laughs> so I mean, like air guns, like they've taken over, you know, a lot of hobbies that I used to do. So, <laughs> right. Well, it's so fun and it's really rewarding. And I think it's like, I don't know. There's something about air guns. I can't put my finger on it. Like, I don't know why I was so attracted to them. Like, and what started me on this journey, something cool. It ignited some sort of spark in me that was like, yes. this is what I want to do. And, and more specifically towards the hunting and that kind of side, but just in general, yeah. they're so cool. And I'm freaking excited. Did you see the, the crown Mark yes. II came out yes. today? Yeah, that's, have you I shot have a crown? Shot, yeah, we used to have one. Um, the first, the the Mach 1, I guess, well, like, the very first mm -hmm. ones that came out, we purchased one of those. Right. Um, and a good buddy of ours made an offer we couldn't refuse, so we said, okay, man, here, you know, because he didn't want to wait, so. But um, right. it was a shooter, you know, and, and ever since they've upgraded them, you know, they did, you know, the four-bolt holding the, the barrel in, you know, at an angle, makes it a lot better, and now with that enlarged plenum you know they're saying that you can get the power of an impact so it's that's pretty good so dude i think it's i i think it's an because the impact came out and it's been so popular on the big channels i think the crown has kind of been an underrated gun and i think i was watching a video i didn't get to test this out myself or see it through but the guy basically was saying like the number of adjustable components and the levels of adjustability on the crown. He's like, it basically blows the impact out of the water as far as the adjustability. Yeah. And he's like, I know that I'm going to like catch hell for that and saying like, I would take the crown over the impact yeah. kind of thing. But um, what, what are your thoughts on the crown versus the impact? So if they weren't so wieldy, I mean, I think that would be, a very good option for me and then that's why they you know that's when mm -hmm. they came out with the continuum with the 380 barrel i mean it was this it made it less wieldy you know you didn't have that long barrel hanging off the front and stuff like that but um right they're just too pretty for me man you know yeah i just i throw these things up and just shoot off a of fence post and <laughs> you know it, it's you right. know it seems to be a, a little bit more fragile in you know the crown platform but mm -hmm. i mean if you're just going to, you know, shoot bench rest and don't get me wrong, they're hunters too. You know, I mean, they'll, they have the power. Right. For so, sure. I guess it's just the bull what, what to a... long gun preference, you know? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That really is a huge factor. And I think for a lot of people, cause okay. I don't mean this in a, in a bad way. Like I'm not knocking the gun, but I don't think the impact is like that cool looking. Yeah. Honestly. But every part of it is 100% yes. functional and it, and it freaking kills it. I mean, that's, that's why it's mm -hmm. been so popular. Like it, 
it does exactly what you paid for it to do and more usually. So, but the new, uh, the new, uh, stock option they have for it, um, for the, the crown, the Mark II. Did you see that one? Is not, it G- not the, uh, the same tactical chassis, no, GPS but or GRS or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So GRS, I think it's the GRS, go, yes. I, I think, but yeah, those are the stocks that, that, Dubber has had in his videos on his uh, yeah he, rifles yeah six like his five and his three hundred wind mag I think yeah they both yeah they look freaking sick so the fact that they were able to pull that off and get that on the crown I I already like the crown stock but that I think that takes it to another level I think that will get a lot more oh, yeah. people's attention especially with this like you said the upgraded internals of the gun and everything yeah, I think I it's going to catch the eyes. The catchy eyes of powder sweet. burners too, because you know that's what that stock is. You know the people that make that stock is known for is the powder burners. So. Right. So I think it it could hopefully bring some people over. So it'll be interesting to see whenever the next RMAC is or EBR, whenever yeah, get back to normal. If the uh, impact is still reigning supreme across the board, or if it's going to be that the crown's going to compete. Yeah. So I mean, I one. think so because the power so. Hopefully, I'd like to see more crowns out there, man. It'd be, you know, and and it would take a lot of stress off the impact, you know, you know. Yeah, so yeah. They could catch orders up that way, the, you know. And, yeah, yeah. So. that that would that'd be helpful. But the uh, the magazine capacity, I think, is another big. That's thing a lot of guys. Yeah, I mean, competitions yeah. is like if I can fit. 50,000 rounds in my impact magazine versus like 21 in my crown or whatever. Pretty much. I mean, I guess it makes sense to go with the impact. So do you think we'll see any more uh, guns that have higher capacity mags or something similar, like a, a load in from the bottom, like the impact mag, or do you think it's just too hard or people don't want to copy and then be like, you copied the impact. Um, well, I mean, you know, I don't see why not. Bagakis did it. You know, John, I don't know if you've seen where John Bagakis, he literally milled the side of his um, Red Wolf out so that way he can run a side shot magazine mm-hmm. in it. So that, yeah, I, mean, I did see that. Yeah. You know, cause it, it is a factor, you know, you know, having to stop and reload and stuff like that. Like it, it is a factor in competition. So, mm hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm surprised we haven't seen more people dabbling. Like, it seems like you're, like, mid-range to high-range that's not an FX typically has, like, a 12-shot yeah. magazine. Like, that's, like, where they've kind of maxed out. Which, I don't know. I think there's a lot of room for improvement there with magazines yeah. across the board. I, I, I'm a believer of that as well. So... I think they should have, well, you know, a lot of these other companies should have, you know, invested a little bit more time into higher capacity magazines and, you know, it would do a little bit better in competition, not only, I, I, you know, out hunting, you know, just having to not have to change your mag and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, right. Yeah. And I think honestly, I mean, cause not everyone is a huge fan of FX, for whatever reason. I mean, everyone likes their style. Like I know Tyler Patner doesn't like the crown 
for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Um, I, you know, I think it has a really awesome stock. Like I love the look of the stock. I love the gun, especially with the 380. And he admits that too. He's like the, the 380 millimeter barrel makes that thing look oh, pretty, yeah. pretty awesome. Like I would take one for sure. But I think if more manufacturers offered higher capacity magazines that could compete with the capacity of like mm-hmm. a Dreamline or something. I think you might see more people going that direction because with all the features that a Dreamline has to offer, like it's really hard not to choose yeah. it if you can afford yeah, that, you know? So yeah. it, it a checks lot. a lot of boxes. <laughs> yeah. Very many. I'm, oh, I'm torn to, What's your favorite caliber? Um, I have a bunch. It just depends on the situation. <laughs> competition 30, you know, like right. in competition 30, unless mm-hmm. there's a caliber restriction, I'll use whatever the highest caliber I can use. Um, and the slugs, I love the 22, but I've been working with Varmint Knocker quite a bit on those 25s. And the 25s mm-hmm. are doing pretty darn good. So, uh, Dude, Dale's stuff is is good. He he was one of the first guests I had on the podcast um, at the beginning of this this year in 2020, and super nice guy. And I got to do a lot of shooting with some varmint knockers when I went out to New Mexico and um, just killed yeah, some freaking that. prairie dogs. But they're sweet, man. They're I'm pretty pretty impressed with them. Like I don't I don't think he gets the business yeah. that he could like if he found a different way like if he got a website up and got off of ebay i think he would get yeah. double the orders yeah almost I actually, instantly I actually just texted him but last night and he said he was you know behind on orders so yeah it's Dang. insane man like he's doing it all himself you know and i was just like man more power to him so yeah man he's a lone wolf he uh he's just like a super nice dude as well like just super cool, super chill, very laid back, and just like a down-to-earth guy that just makes some sweet slugs. So I think if he could – as however I can help any person in the, the industry elevate themselves, then it elevates the industry, and then we do better because oh, yeah, we have more options, and typically things become more affordable and – for more people and it just it's a win 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 kind of situation but i'd love to just surprise him with like a website and be like look built you a website here's how you run yeah. it put all your stuff on there and, and get off of ebay so you can yeah. triple your orders <laughs> dale but so dale if you ever listen to this if you have a website or if you need help building one let's get it done dude because right more people need your to the rescue but <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm trying to trying Heck to do yeah. as many things as I can. I think you what you who else is I think what you're doing oh, for the industry go for is it. good, man. Sorry. You know, getting people out there and, and stuff like that. So it's it's awesome. I appreciate it, man. I, I'm it's just so much fun. Like it's it's not like selfishly motivated. Like I'm not trying to like m- make a name yeah. or anything. Like I'm just, I'm just doing what I want to do and having fun doing it and been blessed to have opportunities I've had and blessed to like start. I mean, I I don't, I'm not like 
again, Joe Rogan is like the ultimate podcast goal, but, uh, I, you know, I'm still really grateful that like, you know, the following keeps growing, more people listen every month and been able to get some really cool guests on and just love having, you know, just like stories like this, just people can relate to that. And I think it's going to be pretty powerful considering you, you grew up shooting firearms and then once you got into the the air guns you kind of just never look no, back yeah. and not to say that you won't go back to them or that you you'll go through a phase of like i just want to do some freaking yeah. <laughs> shot yeah and you know shoot some freaking uh what are those condors yeah <laughs> i don't think you can shoot those but i'm not gonna tell dude well justin is there anyone you want to give a shout out to or um just tell them that you love them like your mom or something or i don't know as always love the parents love the wife and kids um no the utah guys man they've been good to me like you know justin and austin and just all of them over there they've they've been good to me and and a lot of stuff that has happened you know to me in the air gun industry has been you know because of them hands down so i gotta thank them big time man they they've done a lot for me yeah, same here, man. They're just they're just good people. And if, if anyone is skeptical of that, well, I don't know what else yeah, to show you or tell you, but you just have to meet them. They're, yep, they're really good. They're dudes. hands down, you know, gentlemen and scholars, man. It's that I mean, it's <laughs> for real, man. Awesome. Well, they're just awesome people. So. Yeah, dude, they're exactly can't say enough good things about them. Um, one time I actually, when I was down there with my brother uh, and we were doing that squirrel hunt, it was actually the gun I was shooting at the time. Couldn't tell anyone, but now since it's out, it was the uh, crown with the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. chassis on there. And it was a freaking sweet gun to shoot. Um, I'll, there's some stories I'll, I'll tell you about that trip off the air, but it was, <laughs> it was a really awesome time, but I actually... Uh, need Justin in the face in his office because we were doing some he was showing us some like jujitsu and stuff and I was like jokingly like like look well this is my counter and I just like did this weird maneuver and jokingly and ended up <laughs> kneeing him in the face so um no he was a good sport about it but um anyway I'm probably the only person to have need Justin yeah, Jacobson man. in the face See? so I don't know maybe I should get like a t-shirt or something yeah or a trophy. You need a ginger. Hey, you need a ginger in the face. We'll but, get you a shirt. Dude, not just any the ginger. ginger. Though, man. He's like a, <laughs> he's a, the ginger. Honestly, I mean, I think he could honestly be like maybe like five hundred years old and yeah, secretly definitely. a wizard or something. So he's the air gun wizard. He's, he's you know he's he's been back and forth in time. I guarantee it. Probably, man. I mean, the dude has unlimited resources. It seems like so. I'm sure he's found <laughs> some like dark crystals that open up a hole in the space-time continuum and he's gone back there but well dude this Heck was yeah. awesome um and i really would love to uh get together sometime and do some shooting i don't, I don't know what your schedule is but i'm pretty much just uh, a <laughs> loser who will just travel and and go shoot so if if you ever need a partner or if you ever find yourself Heck in Colorado, yeah, man. let me know what part are you in um i'm pretty close to denver so Within right like 30 on, minutes right. of Denver. If I'm ever in that so, neck of the woods, I'll yeah, definitely not stop too far. By. Yeah, man. Um, it'd be great. But uh, 
again, dude, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And I think uh, our listeners are going to enjoy hearing your, your yeah, mysterious like, you know. story, dude. Hey everyone, thanks so much for checking out this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. And if you guys want to support the podcast, uh, a free way to do so is make sure that you are subscribed and you're liking and commenting and sharing on social media, whether that's YouTube or Instagram or Twitter. Um, I'm on all those platforms. And that's one of the best ways you can keep telling the algorithms on those platforms that this is something that you guys are interested in and it's good quality content for this subject and for these topics. Um, you can also go on to theairgunpodcast.com and pick up a t-shirt, a koozie, a bottle opener, uh, and some things for the man cave, or you can pick up some decals, and hopefully we'll keep adding more and more items to the store for you guys to be checking out and purchasing if you want to support in that way. And then the last way is you can become a monthly sponsor of the podcast, so basically you're just donating a, a monthly amount. Uh, for as little as $0.99 cents a month, you can do that. And I don't, won't let you go any higher than $9.99 a month. So if you guys feel led to uh, be supporting the podcast on a monthly basis, that's one way to do it. And then just in general, like I said, one of the best ways and the free way for everyone to do it is on social media. Be liking, be sharing the, the content, and be subscribed on all the platforms that we're on. Other than that, I hope you guys have a great day, and God bless.